The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, we got so much to get to. It is Tuesday, April 5th. Happy AAA opening day, by the way. Just baseball show. Jack McMullen, Peter Apple, Aram Layton. We are doing off-season grades and over-under win totals. We plucked the win totals from DraftKings for all American League teams. We're going to tell you how the off-season went. We're going to tell you how the 2022 regular season is going to go. But first, before any of that... Some news for you fine folks watching the World Series this year. Obviously, it's not Joe Buck because he's the new voice of Monday Night Base or uh, Monday Night Football. New voice of the World Series, Joe Davis, voice of the LA Dodgers. That is phenomenal. People are going to really enjoy this, I think. We had a sneaky suspicion. I think we mentioned that a little bit ago. I love it. Um, I know like something that Peter and I have talked about when we were watching games in his apartment or, or vice versa, we we're just like, we need more like energetic. Like we talk about the calls that we have going into the intro of this very podcast. Like we need guys that are passionate or girls that are passionate about the game and really get into it. Uh, and I think Davis is the perfect dude to do this. And he could do it for a very, very, very long time, given that he's probably the youngest guy to ever be able to call a world series game. I would imagine, or at least in the last 30 years, No, now you're busting out my broadcast nerd things. Sean McDonough called it in his mid twenties. And I think Joe Buck was calling it in his late twenties. Joe Davis, I want to say is like 30, 31. So Joe Davis is going to be doing it for a very long time. If Fox does decide to pony up and pay him long-term. So we shall see. This is massive for Joe Davis. Oh, uh, he's washed. He's 34. Oh, he's 34. (laughs) Does he have an ARP account yet? Yeah, he's older than Negrom. He's absolutely washed. Totally washed. Uh, but this is going to be really exciting. And I think baseball is going to have the new soundtrack to the World Series for years to come. He's going to be awesome. Um, I want to air out some White Sox frustrations before we get into this, too. For this exercise, that. I'm going to play the role of revered manager, Hall of Famer, Tony La Russa. Okay. Hey, Andrew Vaughn, 2019's third overall pick. How are you feeling after you fucked your hip up playing a position that you are so not comfortable in? Like 70%? Okay, well, AJ Pollock has a cold, so you're going to go play that same position again. Cool? In spring training. In spring training. What is he doing? I don't think impairment has ever stopped Tony La Russa. (laughs) 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 Elbow to the face there on Tony. Sorry, I, I'm with you. I hate it. Like, let's not sabotage this guy's career. I, I, 
And don't be like, oh, he could say no. No, he can't. He this can't is a playoff no. team. He wants to play, and this is how he's going to play. And Tony LaRusa tells you to do something, you do it. You do it. Like, that's just the reality of it. Um, and unless, again, you're – I'll double down unless you're a policeman, then they don't care that you're a Hall of Famer. <laughs> um, but I, ugh, I needed one more in there. Uh, yeah, I, I hate it. I hate it. And um, I feel like it's something that the Yankees would do like throwing some guy that mashes in the outfield and saying like, figure it out. But seeing Tony LaRusso do it, I don't like it. Now the Marlins are doing it too. Jesus Sanchez won the center field job against nobody. And they said he won it. So congratulations to him. Uh, I don't understand what's going on with outfield defense, but all of a sudden we don't care about it anymore in baseball, I guess. No, no, doesn't matter. What I do like about what we sometimes do and definitely during the season as well, sometimes we just need our therapy sessions because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we are unbiased journalists. Of course, that's our forte, but sort of sometimes, but what we are at our core is fans. And that's what got us into baseball initially. Like I'm a Yankees guy, arms and Marlins guy, Jackson white sex guy. So occasionally during the season, you're just going to hear a two minute rant of us just needing to voice our frustrations. So I'm glad Jack, you already got yours before opening day. Dude. (laughs) I'm not glad that I got mine before opening day. I, I saw this on Twitter. I don't remember who tweeted it out, but it was just like a good reminder to me. Andrew Vaughn was a top 20 prospect in baseball last Mm -hmm. year as a first baseman. That's how good the bat is. That's how good the bat can be. I mean, what are we doing here? Like he's a first baseman. You saw him at Cal and you thought that bat would already play. Like if he finished the college season in June, he could have been playing in major league baseball games in July. Like that's how good the bat is. And instead of just rolling with the bat, AKA Spencer Torkelson, just play him at first base and just let him hit. They decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to change you up completely, make you a different player because what we see is a worse version, but at least it helps us plug holes that we're too embarrassed to fill or too cheap to fill the outfield. Like Michael Conforto hasn't even been signed yet. He's just sitting there. And also like, dude, they're so lucky. When we saw that injury, I mean, especially when you see him get carted off, like I was nervous that he dislocated his hip or something. Like I was nervous that there was a legitimate or torn labor. I'm like something. I was they seeing Eloy Jimenez 2.0. I was seeing a yeah. guy that can't play defense getting hurt while playing defense. Yeah. They dodge a bullet and they're like, yeah, all right. The, the, you know, the, there you go. That was the one almost is he's good. Now yeah. <laughs> he got it out of the way. He's fine. It can't happen again. You learn uh, from yeah, your mistakes crazy. though. It, you don't dive for balls in spring training. Welcome to the, I, dude, lo- I welcome to the show. I hope Vaughn Manny Ramirez is it out there. Like I hope he goes half ass in the outfield hits bombs. And like, look, if it's a one that you got to lay out for, he just pulls up like fields it on a hop, throws it in. Like, I hope he just half asses it in the outfield. Screw it. I'm in the white Sox win total is very interesting. I got to say it's interesting. And we'll get to it after we do the AL East, we're going to go AL East, AL central, AL West. We will go in order from highest win total to lowest win total in each division. I'll give you what they did in the offseason. Then I'll give you the win total. We'll give them an over or under on the win total. We will also give you an offseason grade for each team. Let's start with Toronto. They're a game better in terms of win predictions than the New York Yankees. Toronto extended Jose Barrios after trading for him last deadline. They signed Kevin Gosman and Yusei Kikuchi. They traded prospects to Oakland for Matt Chapman. They acquired Rymel Tapia for Randall Gritchick, and they acquired Zach Collins for Reese McGuire. 
they are projected at 92 and a half wins by DraftKings. It's you want me to go first? It's you want hard. me to go? You want me to go first? I mean, first of all, in the off season, what should I give my over under first, or should I give my off season grade first? In your off season grade, I would give the Blue Jays an A minus or an A. I really thought they did an excellent bang up job. The only thing that's not keeping me from a formidable A, so I'm just going to give them an A minus. The only thing that's not giving them a formidable A is the fact that guys, like they did lose a top three MVP in Marcus Semyon. They lost the AL Cy Young Award winner in Robbie Ray. This was a great offseason because of all the guys that they brought back. Kevin Gosman, to name a few. You say Kikuchi, Matt Chapman, like you said. But is this team that much better than they were last year? This team won 91 wins. I don't know if I look at this Blue Jays team and I see, oh, of course they're much better. Of course they're going to win the division. I lean under, but it's funny. I don't think they lose less than 90 games. I think that line at 92 and a half is pretty well pegged. I'm not going to bet on it because anything can happen. But if you put a gun in my head, I'm going under, but I would give their grade an A minus. Question for both of you. Would you rather have Kevin Gossman and Yusei Kikuchi or Robbie Ray? You know my answer. <laughs> I know, I know there, Jack's answer. Jack would rather have you say Kikuchi than Robbie Ray. But would you rather have you say Kikuchi and Kevin Gosman or Robbie Ray, Peter? It's clear. You'd rather have Kevin Gosman and you say Kikuchi, but I think I would rather have Robbie Ray instead of Kevin Gosman. Okay, so I will say at this point last year, and I know we're not comparing it to spring training of 2021, but at this point last year, the Blue Jays have four different starters than what they have right now. The only constant is Hyunjin Ryu. Alec Manoa was not up yet. And Jose Barrios, Kevin Gosman, Yusei Kikuchi were not on the roster. Like their rotation got so much better. Peter and I were also talking before we recorded. This is like adding George Springer because he wasn't yes. healthy at all. I was, about to, I was about to say, I'm about to use Peter's words against him because he's like, I like George Springer as a dark horse MVP guy. Well, he missed 90 games last year. Yeah. Yeah, you're not you're not using my words against me though. I'm not saying that this team got worse. I gave them an A minus, and I said that they're a better team than last year. I'm just not ready to say that they are the definitive favorite in the AL East. That they have just surpassed every other team in the division. Like I still think it's going to be a rat race between the four at the top in the AL East. What makes it an A plus then? Getting what would make it on? an A plus? I mean, not losing Marcus Semyon would have helped. Like possibly re-signing Robbie Ray. Could, it's just that you're losing two of your three best players from last year's team. You're adding a lot and you killed it, but losing those guys is enormous. And that's yeah. just not what's going to make it an A, like they absolutely killed it, or an A+, plus, which is you didn't lose anyone and you're just way better than you were last year. I think an A-plus would have been bullpen enhancement. I think going I, to get a too. firm closer or totally. two solid setup guys. Totally. Right? So. Fair. I, big question, though, because you guys gave the Mets an A for their offseason. Was their offseason the same or worse than the Mets? Slightly worse. Both great offseasons. I would say slightly worse. The Blue Jays did not add anyone as good as Max Scherzer. And on offense, like the Starling Marte signing was great. Mark Canna, Eduardo Escobar. They signed a bunch of different dudes. They also added more to their bullpen. 
than the Blue Jays ended up doing. Like the one weakness now with the Blue Jays is the bullpen. Of course, Jordan Romano is fantastic. He's going to be their closer. Julian Merriweather, when he's on, is great too. But other than that, the bullpen does not scare me like it does with the Rays or the Yankees, for example, in their own division. So that's why I'm not giving them a glowing five stars, but I'm... I'm, I still think that they did a very good job and that 92 and a half is a little bit high, but I think they finished with 91 or 92 wins. Yeah. So. I think this bullpen can be all right. I, yeah. I like Romano. I, I, I think, yeah. Merriweather, if he's healthy, could be really good for them. Um, Garcia is not a bad, you mean Garcia is not a horrible signing as a no, middle relief no, no. guy. It's not the worst. What would you give them? Like, would you go over 92 and a half? And what grade would you give them in the off season? Because everyone's banging on me. What would you give them? I don't know if I'm just banging on you. I was just, I, I think. Not banging on me. I'm just, I was just throwing it over to you. <laughs> no, Peter, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you idiot. No, I, I think you're, you're right. I, I wanted to ask a few of those, of those, because the questions I asked, I know is like a lot of listeners would have those questions. So I wanted to like kind of flesh that out. I'm with I you. I think it's A minus to A. The thing with the Mets is they didn't have as much talent to lose. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. Um, but, but, you know, I, I, I still, I would have liked to have seen them as Jack said, get get another bullpen arm outside of Yimmy Garcia uh, and, and David Phelps. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think a minus to a is, is more than fair. That like the question you answered my question, basically when I asked what makes it an A plus, you answered what they didn't do to make it an A plus. It's almost impossible to have an A plus offseason. It's just too hard. Yeah. Uh, spoiler. Let's let's talk a little bit later on in this program. Um, question though, over or under ninety two and a half wins are. This division is so freaking tough. Like there's no days off. That that's my no thing. And the Orioles can't be worse than they were last year. And then they every are- other team. Would you consider them a day off, though? I mean, come on now. They're a like, day they're, off. They're they day off pitching. Like they can hit. There's no. Well, doubt now they're pitching really stinks. Hit. Now they don't have a, any bullpen guys either. They, they don't have the only good bullpen guy. They don't have anybody to okay. stop. I'll, I'll say the Orioles are so many ten to six games. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, Orioles are a day off. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. This is the one that that I said I was going to do like the the waiter comes to the table panic order decision yeah. on. The Blue under. Jays were the only ones that I was going to make that panic order on. I'm going to take the over. They finally over. get to play at home again. Uh, okay. And I think we're really underestimating how much the the roving nomad team they had to be last year probably impacted them. Yeah. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to do it it, with hesitancy, but I'm going to take the over. Okay. We said we were going to agree on the overs and unders and the grades. I'm willing to concede to an A minus if Peter, you concede for the over. I do think it's going to be so close. So I'm not like, I'm not fully against the over here. I'm not going to bet it. I'm not going to bet it. I, I think I, I'm not, I, I think they're going to win. But you can stand games. by it and support. I, yeah. I'll stand by and support. Nine, I, I can, I can stand by games. an A minus. I can stand by an A minus. Absolutely. Yeah. A minus A-minus is fine. My, my final argument for the A though, is the Mets went and got a first ballot hall of famer in Max Scherzer. The Blue Jays went and got a first ballot hall of famer in Rymel Tapia. So I, <laughs> that's just something you guys got to know. Well, and Peter noted in the group chat the other day, Tapia had a sack fly. So yeah. he's already, he's already changing his game. I was watching the Blue Jays game and Rob El Tapia had a sack fly. And I was like, 
wait a minute, he set major league records that haven't been broken in decades about ground ball rate. How many sack flies did he hit last year? Colby goes into the into the weeds and he's like, yeah, he hit four last year. I was like, that's already won so far this year. I was kind of fired up for him. But it doesn't count though. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about your Yankees here. 91 and a half win projection from uh, DraftKings. They re-sign Anthony Rizzo on a two-year deal who they got at the deadline last year. Um, they still have Joey Gallo on the roster. They traded Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela to Minnesota for Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, and Ben Rortvet. And they traded pitching prospects to Texas for Jose Trevino to fill out the most mid-catching room ever. All right, so you probably want to hear me just bag on the Yankees and tell you how much they suck this offseason, but I'm not going to because what I'm going to say is that they're better than they were last year. They really were. I don't know what to tell you, people. I know that they didn't get Trevor Story. I know that they didn't get Carlos Correa. They didn't land the big fish, but they are a better team and a better roster than last year. I will remind all Yankee fans that in 2021, Jay Bruce was starting at first base. Gio Rochelle was starting at third and Rugnid Odor was hitting third in the lineup at points. That was not the opening day roster lineup. Of course, you had Glaber and Gio and DJ LeMahieu, of course. But then like the outfield, the outfield on opening day was Clint Frazier, Aaron Hicks, Aaron Judge, Brett Gardner, and Mike Talkman. Like this is just an overall better team. They have Joey Gallo now. They have Josh Donaldson. You get rid of Gary Sanchez. I cannot stress this enough. I wish him all the best in Minnesota. I hope he hits 40 home runs and proves everybody wrong. But on the Yankees, he couldn't hit. He couldn't field. He was a disease in the locker room because he keeps – it's it's all in his head, and it was in Glaber's head, and now this is a new team. Oh, he did it to Glaber. He did it to Glaber <laughs> too. That's brutal. I had I no think, idea. I think Gary contagious. has been dragging this whole thing. I think there's a reason that the Yankees haven't won, and I don't know if it is Gary Sanchez, but you know he's definitely a part of it. This is a better team than last year. Their pitching is better. You have a full season of Nestor. You have Garrett Cole, Jordan Montgomery, Luis Severino, Jameson Tyon to round out the rotation. This is a better team than last year with that said 91 and a half i don't know if i want to go over under <laughs> Even Peter, won oh, did he <laughs> screw gallo too yeah that's my he, oh, yeah he screwed gallo too he screwed them all <laughs> he just made them all the Yankees get rid of andrew heaney which is enormous for them he gave up enough runs to last a season in like five starts and now no rugnet odor no no more clint frazier this is a better team than last year Okay. So, you know what? I'm going over 91 and a half games. I would give their offseason a B plus. Jack? You want me to do that? Um, here, I'll, I'll try and follow that up. That's either galaxy brain or super disrespectful to Gary Sanchez to say that he <laughs> hurt Glaber Torres. Um, he didn't only hurt Glaber. He hurt the city of New York. He hurt the metropolitan yeah. area. Yeah, I, Metro I, North has been know, running slower. When he I'd was in go, town, now it's running faster. I'd go as far to say as Gary Sanchez is the reason that Francisco Lindor had a down year last year. <laughs> made, He's the reason Steve Cohen bought the Mets. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Um, I don't hate B+. Like, you know, obviously you're the New York Yankees. And having Isaiah Kiner-Falefa as the opening day shortstop does not scream B+. Um having Jose Trevino, Ben Rortvet, and Kyle Higashioka as your catching room does not scream B+. But you, you got to dial it back a little bit to trading for and retaining Anthony Rizzo. 
trading for Joey Gallo, knowing that you have this year of control as well, and going to get Josh Donaldson. There's so much immobile pop here, but is this a lineup that I can absolutely see like setting the home run record and winning 95 games this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm tempted to go over with you. Arm, I have a question. Would you rather have Kyle Higashioka and Jose Trevino next year as your duo? Really good defensive players. Like, no doubt, Jose Trevino, you look at the Savant framing metrics. Like, he is a really good framer. I was even on Rangers Twitter. They were like, the Yankees are getting a great framer. And the bat is, you know, the bat. Would you rather have those two or Gary Sanchez starting most games? And Jeffers. Jeffers is the backup is important. Well, no, no, no. no. I'm just saying what the Yankees had last year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, what the the Yankees had last year. Like, and I'm going to talk about the shortstop conversation in a second as well. Um, You know, I I think, I think you've hit it here, especially with the Yankees. If it was a different team with like, like an offensive starved team with, with a good defensive catcher to back up Gary, I'd lean Gary. But in this situation with the Yankees who have more than enough offensive weapons and don't need another swing and miss power guy. I'd absolutely prefer this current catching situation. IKF was better than Glaber was last year at shortstop, and now you get to move Glaber over to a better position where he's already better at. Is it really a worse shortstop situation as well? No, the shortstop situation was a disaster. They're Um, better on defense as a team. They're better on offense as a team. Their starting rotation looks healthy with Luis Severino, and they have a really good bullpen, a very good bullpen. This is a better team than last year. They didn't kill it. They didn't sign the big fish. It was a weird Yankees offseason because it wasn't normal to what they usually do. Like if they had just signed Trevor Story and not made some of these trades, are we a better team? Probably not. This was a good offseason, not a great offseason, and they are better than they were last year. I'm out. They, they hedged their weaknesses. And yes. I think that was the most important thing. The Yankees have great strengths and power is, is a phenomenal strength that they have. Having one of the best pitchers in baseball leading your rotation is a phenomenal strength to have. A lights out bullpen is a phenomenal strength to have. But their catching slash shortstop situation was so bad that I think they said, let's not roll the dice. Let's play to our strengths and let's hedge our weaknesses. And they did that. So to Peter's point, I, I'm, I'm with him on that. It's not the sexy Yankees offseason that you expect, but we also – have to make sure that almost like remove the Yankees logo, remove the Yankees name and look at the off season in a nutshell, right? Like we can't pit the Yankees against themselves just because they always swing for the fences. Doesn't mean we should, we would shit on them for just spending their way out of the situation too. So like, we have to be honest with ourselves here. And yeah, I think B2B plus is more than fair where I struggle is the win total. And it has nothing to do with the Yankees and everything to do with the division. Um, I, I could easily see them exceeding that win total, but I even struggle to see the, the blue Jays exceeding their, their total. I'm just nervous that if let's say Severino goes down and Tyone isn't great, you're leaning on Nestor Cortez, Jordan Montgomery, Garrett Cole, who's making those other starts. Well, they have Debbie Garcia, Luis Heel, Michael King. They have, they have you're feeling good about good, that at that point. Have, and they have Domingo Herman as well. They have a lot of guys who they could. Herman's out for months. Yeah, he is out for months. But I'm saying like if how long until Tyon's bad? Like I don't think Tyon's going to go down first week because then they could pull up Devi or Heal or Clark Schmidt. Or I'm Michael just worried King. about Tyon not being good. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. No, I, that's kind of my concern too. Like I see Montgomery and Tyon and I understand that Montgomery's been good, but I'm, I'm ready to clump <laughs> those two together. Like what if they just don't throw well? 
<laughs> that's, the, that. no, that's the other problem. It's like, well, what if they don't go down from injury? What if they just straight up are getting out? What if yeah, labor possibly. is not bouncing back? <laughs> it's a big question there. To me, things could happen. But I would like my to see- thinking is they won 92 games last year with a worse team. Yeah. So now are they going to win less games with a better team? Yeah. Oh, I think it's fair. I, the only thing I would like to see from the Yankees at this point was just a little bit more starting pitching depth. But Agreed. if, if Davey can take that leap, if Heel can take that leap, if Schmidt can take that leap, then I'd feel a lot better. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think Peter <laughs> made good arguments uh, minus the uh, minus Gary Sanchez being the culprit for, for everybody else's slumps. Everything else was sound from Peter. Uh, I, I think I it's know. fair to say they're a better team and they're a more well-rounded and more well-balanced team. Um, I just can't, I don't know if I can get behind the over Jack. I'll let, I'll let you be the, uh, I said over, man. I said over. Cause I I see, I see two of these teams underperforming in this division and with the new CBA structure, like the new schedule structure, you play less games in the division. Okay. So I think you, you have a couple of teams that can go beat up on other teams. They also got Shelby Miller. Oh, that's big. That's big. Only thing Peter, I didn't one more like, thought. The only thing I didn't like, Luke Voigt for Justin Lange. I, we just gave him away. We just gave him away. Justin Lange could be a good pitching prospect, but we just gave him away. Just gave him yeah. away. So. Voigt might hit 35 bombs for San Diego. I think he could. I love Luke Voigt, and it was sad to see him go. That was objectively, I was trying to make sense of the move because what I saw from Justin Lange, I was like, ooh, high 90s, 6'4", first round pick. Okay. But yeah, then but again, it's Voigt. like, it's not Voigt. Not void. Uh, Tampa, 89 and a half is their set win total. Don't say they did nothing because they traded for Harold Ramirez and they signed Corey Kluber, but they also extended Wander Franco. And you have to factor that into the offseason. Wander Franco signed a big extension. He's there for the next 11 years. That's massive. The Rays actually paid somebody and they did it in a super smart way. 89 and a half. Like, I'm going to give them a B on their offseason because it was fine, and I'm going over because Tampa always wins over 90 games. So this is my best bet in the American League. The Tampa Bay Rays over 89 and a half wins. They won 100 games last year. You lose Tyler Glasnow, that's rough. But you still look at the rotation, and you think to yourself, these could all be Cy Young Award winners one day. You look at Shane Buzz, unfreaking believable. You look at Shane McClanahan, unfreaking believable. You look at Luis Patino. You go down the list. It's I like all Rasmussen elite. a lot. Like Rasmussen a lot. And then one through nine, it's not super super heavy. But from one to nine, there's not a bad hitter in their lineup. You have no rests in their lineup. And then they pair it with quite possibly the best bullpen in the American league and quite possibly the best manager in the American league outside of maybe, maybe Alex Cora. And it's also good that they signed Juan or Franco. So that, you know, they have money there for an extension for the, for like a deadline deal. Like they got Nelson Cruz last year. If you couldn't like the Rays are going over eight, nine and a half. I think they win 98 games. I think they win the division, I, but also I would give them a B minus in the off season. Then do really anything. Yeah. Yeah, I would go B more B minus. Um, they didn't. Yeah, I did, they didn't really do much. Uh, I do like the the addition of Brooks Raley. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- he was so good in the postseason. You might look at the numbers and be like, oh, uh, he was fine. 
I mean, the Rays are great with bullpen arms. They targeted him for a reason. He was phenomenal in the second half. He was phenomenal in the postseason. He could be a legit seventh inning guy for them. What he's I love about data. Yeah, he, he's he's good, man. And and of course, we we love the Kluber edition. I mean, how couldn't you? Right. But they didn't do that much. We, we can't give them more than a B minus, I think. Right. Like I love the wander, the wander deal, but like any team in their right freaking mind should do that. Um, you know, I, I, I want like we, we, they got a that's as pre arb of a pre arb deal as you're ever going to see in your life. Yeah. Uh, they 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 were able to leverage that uh, B minus from me, but the over 89 and a half is not only is this team really freaking good for all the reasons Peter just listed, all of their prospects are a year closer. They're about 10 deep in terms of including the rotation, but then you, you count a bunch of triple A arms that I legitimately think could step in and give you a four ERA like right away. God forbid guys go down. Tommy Romero jumps in and I think could give you a low fours, high threes ERA. Like they've got a bunch of dudes like that. And then they've got a bajillion middle infielders. Taylor Walls is a bench guy for you with gold glove caliber defense and bat the ball and speed. Like then they've got Bruhan, Josh Lowe. Like they have two teams of players, which is just unfair. And that's why I think they're built to sustain 162. I don't know if they're going to win the World Series, but we're betting over under win totals. They're built for 162. I love the Rays over. I mean, talking about their depth real quick. They won every single minor league championship on every single (laughs) level. Like that's the Rays. They win at the major league level and they win throughout the minor league level. All those winners in the minor leagues are going to be in the majors very soon. Yeah, I'll settle on B minus. I'm with you. They didn't do much. I just threw B out without thinking about it. But moving on, this is my first under. I don't think the Red Sox win over 85 and a half games. Here we go again. (laughs) I know. Here we go again. But they obviously they signed Trevor Story, right? That was the massive deal. They traded Hunter Renfro for Jackie Bradley Jr. and a couple of prospects. And then they went and signed a lot of C-minus grade pitchers. Michael Waka, Rich Hill, James Paxton, who was hurt, by the way. And then Jake Diekman to help out the bullpen. Like, okay, but they can't really play defense, especially on the left side of the infield. Um, and I don't think this starting rotation, like aside from Ivaldi and, and maybe how takes the jump, like I can't rely on another year. Like Pavetta gave me in 2021 and Chris sale being hurt again for at least a month and a half is pretty brutal for me. I, I, I do think that they address some concerns. So I'll say B minus or C plus on the off season. I'll go B minus, but I mean, this pitching is just too thin for me to go over 85 and a half. Army, you want to go first? I can, I can, I can go last. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me rip their pitching real quick. Um, I, I, like Nate Ivaldi, I've been a guy for a while that was like, okay, Ivaldi's good, but you know, is he, is he, can he be that guy? I think he's proven that he can be that guy, uh, mm-hmm. but that's it. That's kind of where it ends. I really like what we saw from Nick Pavetta and I think he's going to be a solid arm for them. Tanner Houck has walked eight guys in nine innings this spring. Um, I don't like to put a bunch of stock into spring training, but slider looks disgusting. It's gross, but we we always wonder, okay, can you stick in a rotation? Can you stick in a rotation? And eight walks in nine innings doesn't look great. I'm a little bit worried about Houck and and his role just became that much more important. Michael Walker, what are we getting here? Rich Hill's 42. Hmm. I, I just don't really understand the pitching situation. And it's not like they have a great bullpen to shorten games here. I mean, we, we don't even know how good their bullpen's going to be. I think Garrett Whitlock might be their best bullpen arm this year. I, I don't know if I believe in Matt Barnes being consistent. He's been a roller coaster. Diekman is is nice to add, but you know what is he going to be for you? You mentioned Paxton's injury. 
I don't love the pitching situation at all. And it's not like Eovaldi has been an embodiment of health through his career. He's been good over the last couple of years, but if Eovaldi goes down, you're You've screwed. got nothing. You've got, You've nothing. got nothing. And I think that the Red Sox are teetering right on the edge. And we're talking about built to survive 162. This pitching is not built and it's not like they have some prospects just ready to come up and help yeah. them. All they have is Brian Bellow, who I like, but is fine. Isn't he going to be in double A? Yeah, he's in double. So th- they don't really have anybody close to helping them either. Let me try and convince you both that the Red Sox are going to win more than 85 and a half games. I'm going to be the Yankee fan that just talked up how, how at least better I think the Yankees are at 91 and a half wins. 85 and a half is too low, guys. It's too low. You have, you talked about the pitching and I get it. There's a lot of question marks, but my thinking is a seven man rotation, or at least the seven guys who are going to be giving them innings between Evaldi, Sale, Pavetta, Hauk, Waka, Hill, and James Paxton is at least good enough to support one of the best offenses in the entire sport. Like they added Trevor Story, Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, JD Martinez, Alex Verdugo, Bobby Dalbeck could hit 40 jacks and Kike Hernandez. There's a reason that Jackie Bradley is playing spring training games and right because Kike is really a phenomenal center fielder. And then their bench is loaded with their starters from last year that are now on the bench because for example, another guy like Christian Arroyo and a guy they got Travis Shaw, like their offense, they could get set run records this year. And their bullpen, yeah, it's not great, but we know that the Red Sox at the deadline are either going to add a starter and they're going to add bullpen depth. This is not going to be the final product come, you know, October. This team won 92 games last year. They made it to the ALCS. We're giving an 85 and a half win line. And Jack, you said it yourself, they're not playing in the division as much. Of course, they're going to beat up on the Orioles. They're going to beat up on a lot of teams just from their offensive firepower. I think this team, even with worse starting pitching, is an 88-ish win team. I don't think that this team is eight wins worse than last year. I really don't. Can I, can I convince you guys to go over? Remember, we're not. it's not the same line as 91 and a half comparing to the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the, and the Rays even. This is an 85 and a half line. Like the Phillies won 82 games last year. This yeah, team I, is better than that. I, I, I'm going to bet on the over. Like if we as a podcast, you, I still didn't convince you that you guys want to go over. I'm not betting on the under. No way, no how. This team is too so good. Imagine this. You have a three-game set against the Blue Jays. And it's Tanner Houck, Michael Waka, and Rich Hill. You're getting swept. Yeah. Okay, you scored seven runs. Nice. The Blue Jays scored 12. They're going to beat up on Ryu. They're going to beat up on Kikuchi. Ryu would be their arguably their second best pitcher. No, I would say he's their fourth best pitcher behind Sale, Eovaldi, and Hauk. Well, Sale's hurt. Sale's hurt. Sale's out a month and a half. Hauk has not done a thing. Hauk is – I like Hauk better. He's he's walked eight guys in nine innings. I I don't know what he's going to look like this year, though. Like – if you like Hauk better than Ryu, then fine. He's the third best arm. That, like, and that's this, just Ryu. Then who else, who else is a problem in the Jays rotation after Ryu other than Ryu? No, I wouldn't. I w- I'm not, I'm not compare. Like I, I still think the blue Jays are a little bit better of a team, but I don't think they are 
so much better that it constitutes an 85 and a half win total. Like I'm strictly looking at the line. I think the Red Sox are going to win 88 games. I just, I look at it and I'm like, this offense is going to have to score like six runs a game. Yeah. But they might, this is possibly the best lineup. They added Trevor story. He's going to hit like six. They are going to light up scoreboards. I, I promise. Is this, li- is this lineup be- better than the Blue Jays? You no. can make that argument. Mm, it's not. It's 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 close, and their pitching is not even in the same stratosphere. No, it's nowhere close. I really don't like this team, and, and not to mention <laughs> the pitching stinks. The pitching stinks, and their defense stinks. Yeah, like, even if a guy gets a big ground ball, oh shit, it might get through the left side of the infield. I I I, I don't know. I really don't like them. I really don't like them. So they, were, what they remind you, me of the freaking uh, yeah. I don't, sorry, go ahead. Do you, who do you think wins more games this year, the Philadelphia Phillies or the Boston Red Sox? Phillies. The Phillies. Red Sox. The I Phillies disagree. Phillies ro- rotation is is exponentially better in my opinion yeah. at this point. Oh yeah. So, so I didn't convince you guys over eighty five and a half. No. No. Okay. Well, then as a podcast, we're going under. But majority rules. Uh, what would you grade the offseason, Aram? Um, I love the addition of story. There, there's, there's no way around that. Um, it's a great pickup. Uh, but that doesn't really – we talk about how the Yankees hedged weaknesses. Uh, the Blue Jays, you know, did a little bit of everything. The Mets did a little bit of everything. The Red Sox just added another bat to a lineup that didn't really need another bat. Okay. What else did they do? They threw in a 42-year-old starter and – couple other like c minus starters like jack said and uh a bullpen arm or two like i i, I don't really like, like is matt strom gonna be the difference maker for you so i said b minus <laughs> you pull out names like that is he gonna be the difference maker for you no but you're right though it's, <laughs> it's just like matt strong uh, i'm b-. gonna go b minus and that's generous in my opinion i i could really be c plus pete can you are you okay with b minus no i'm okay with b minus because we have to trust Heim Bloom. That's that's what I've been told. Yeah, bow down to Heim. Uh, this is going to be the quickest one ever. Baltimore, 62 and a half. They signed Rugnet Odor, Robinson Chirinos, and Jordan Lyles. Under. Under. A. They're, they're not 10 games better a. than last year. <laughs> <laughs> they are not 10 games better than last year. They won 52 games. Like fi- They went 52 and 110. They went 52 and 110. They are not 10 games better. And they just traded, and they traded their only good reliever, really, to the Marlins. For what? For minor leaguers. So they, they, they're, they're going to be worse, I think. Okay, so under uh, C minus, they did nothing. Should we give them an F? Mm. <laughs> they like, are what are they going to do? Like, like the Brewers, you gave the Brewers a D plus. Was it better or worse than the Brewers offseason? It, it well different expectations worse. here. I do worse. True. I'll say true. I'll say true. D plus. D plus. D plus. That's fine. Like it, <laughs> Baltimore is not expected to spend money. If they spent zero dollars, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it, it's a wash. Like you're not competing until 2025. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm all in on D plus. You know why? They're in conversations to bring Matt Harvey back. If you're at that point, <laughs> if you're at that fucking point, like. That's your team. You don't on. get a plus in your letter grade if you're in conversations with Matt Harvey. No, no it's no. a D. <laughs> it's a D. Like it's a D here's now. my thing. If here's they sign thing. him, it's a D. If they don't, here's it's a D plus. 
I understand when you're rebuilding, we talked about this when we were doing the grades, you don't want to block guys and, and you're, cause you're full rebuild, right? Like you don't want to, you don't want to waste money. You don't want to do, you could half-ass a rotation better than John Means. I like Means, don't worry. John Means, Jordan Wiles, Tyler Wells, Bruce Zimmerman, and Keegan Aiken. You could have spent $5 million, I think, and scattered it. I would have rather have them taken a flyer on Shelby Miller, frankly, and said, let's see what happens. Because at least you can dream of Shelby Miller being Drew okay. Smiley? I can't, yeah, I can't dream on a Bruce Zimmerman scenario where he's good or Keegan Aiken. I, I just can't do it. Bruce Zimmerman they, is like a poor man's Dylan Bundy. <laughs> and yes, like they didn't even try. Tyler Wills was a rule five draft pick like two years. I, I, I just, I don't understand. I, I, it's, it's crazy to me. I would see, I would currently consider Dylan Bundy a poor man's Dylan Bundy. Is Matt Harvey going to block Grayson Rodriguez? <laughs> I hope so. God, I hope so. Is Dean Kramer a Norfolk tide? Is he still there? He was in that Dean Dodgers Kramer? draft. Yeah. That Dean that Kramer. Arb talks about. Dean Kramer should still be around. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's Piper, move on. Let's move on. This is going to okay. be a two-hour podcast. Um, yeah. AL Central, the White Sox are projected at 91 and a half wins. They traded Ke- Craig Kimbrell to LA for AJ Pollock. They flipped Zach Collins for Reese McGuire at the backup catcher position. And they signed Josh Harrison, Kendall Graveman, Joe Kelly, who will start the year on the IL, and Vince Velasquez in free agency. I'm going to tell you why they're going to go under 91 and a half. Thank you. The division got a lot better. (laughs) Detroit's a lot better with torque as the opening day first baseman and, and what they added Detroit had a really good off season, Kansas city. The the pitching staff is just a year older. Now. I think that nets positive Minnesota drastically underperformed last year and they got a lot better and Cleveland. We know what that staff is and we know what the guardians do consistently. The White Sox, opening weekend, they're going to run out Giolito, Cease, and Kopech. Phenomenal. Utterly phenomenal. I think Cease is amazing. And then we'll see what Kopech does in his first start in however many years. After that, with Lance Lynn out for two months, looks like Dallas Keuchel and Vince Velasquez as the four mm. and five, with Reynaldo Lopez as the possible six. Mm. That's not going to win 92 games. Like, I will be fading Vince Velasquez on the White Sox. How is that guy? Fade. Heichel. Fade. Those Heichel's are two a losses black a hole. Like, you better hope Gilito, Cease, and Kopech win every start. This is this is the same conversation as we did with the Red Sox. That's not, yeah, 100%. It's the same conversation with just better top-end pitching talent. Like, this offense can outscore anybody on any given night, but will they lose games 12-8? Mm-hmm. that's why i tell yankee fans to cool the hell out for a second like just look across the league like what is happening to the white Sox right now they're like the yankees are still on it but you look at twitter and you would have think that we're putting out the 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 red raiders like the tampa tarpons like just like not an mlb team when it's just not the case the, the bullpen is a lot better than the red Sox, though it's so much better oh it's amazing and, but and but you lost crochet crochet's crochet got tommy john that does yeah. hurt I love I, well, so. Can I start and say like I think they had a phenomenal off season. Yeah, I really do. No, and, I mean Rick Hahn's a king. I thought they had a great off season. To me, it's a B plus. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. With plus B plus. A minus. Like, I thought you were going to A or something. I was like, whoa. No, whoa. I mean B plus is phenomenal. Yeah. I barely yeah, got I any of those in college. I I, <laughs> I, I, this, I thought they did great. Uh, you know, they they didn't need to do anything crazy. 
And, and this was my problem. Like, I think the White Sox and the Red Sox are kind of an interesting case, like study to, to compare against each other. Like, imagine if the if the White Sox just got Trevor Story a couple like mid arms and called it a day. Like that. <laughs> instead, what what they did is they shortened the ball games by really getting some legitimate bullpen arms. Um, and, and they weren't planning on Crochet to get hurt which sucks because if they had crochet in the fold here, this is one of the more exciting bullpens I think out there. If Graveman can look like he has when he's going right, he is phenomenal. I still think Reynaldo Lopez could be a really interesting bullpen arm now that he settles into that role. He's a guy that might end up making starts for, for, for the White Sox, Jack. I, Lopez might end up making starts because I, I don't believe in Velasquez whatsoever. Uh, but I like the bullpen. I like the additions they've made. I, I think the Josh Harrison acquisition was a really good one. That guy can still play ball and he's versatile. And I liked bringing in McGuire because they needed a better defensive catcher, I think, to back up. I, I like the offseason, man. I think B plus is, is more than fine, but I agree with you guys on the under. I, I think when you're giving up two, two starts roughly every, every fifth day, you know, 20% of your starts are, or 40% of your starts are, are, pretty bad pitchers in a tough division. I, I think, I think it's fair to take the under there. I also, with that being said, I still think that they win the division. I still think they win it by seven or eight games pretty comfortably. And they're going to be another first round exit. But I also love, love that Pollock trade. I, I mean, do too. Oh my, like the, the Dodgers hooked them up. I understand how it helped the Dodgers. I get it. Um, but you just added a guy that has a near 900 OPS since the beginning of 2020 and actually can play corner outfield. Um, it like is, is that's where he plays um, and not first base. We talked about and, Vaughn a couple hours ago. Yeah. So Paula can swing it. I like, that was a, that was an unbelievable acquisition. Agreed. Okay. I so, would say B plus I would go slightly under, but I think they finished with 89 to 90 wins. We B all concur on under. That. Okay, cool. Uh, Minnesota, 81 and a half. Minnesota, before they did anything, extended Byron Buxton. Incentive-laden extension for Byron Buxton. Then they signed Carlos Correa and Chris Archer. <laughs> um, they traded Mitch Garver to Texas to flip Isaiah Kiner-Falefa along with Donaldson and Rortvet to New York in exchange for Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. And then they traded Chase Petty to Cincinnati for Sonny Gray. They got a lot better. And they didn't really give up that much. Yeah. Uh-uh. Like their farm system is still good. Really good. Like they, they didn't give up any major assets. It, is it, is this, is this the A plus Jack? No, God, no, no. this is not the A plus. Okay, good. Good. But I do like this as an A minus. I like it as an A minus. I was thinking B plus if you guys are both a minus, like I'm willing to go to there. Yeah. My argument for a minus is this Buxton, the Buxton contract was, was genius uh, to go incentive laden. Like Jack said uh, to, to protect yourself as a mid market team uh, where if it all goes bad, you can survive it. Uh, But also you're giving Buxton the upside where he's going to be happy and he could retire a twin potentially, or at least for the most of the big body of his career, be a twin. To somehow back your way into getting Carlos Correa is just insane. And then to be able to acquire Sonny Gray, who I just mentioned as the dark horse uh, Cy Young, who, by the way, after that, after I, after I mentioned that, I think he went five innings, like no hits, uh, <laughs> like 10 Ks. Uh, but regardless, even if he's more like he was last year, huge addition to what, what was a thin rotation. I like this team a lot, man. They're a lot of fun. And I think they did a great job of 
making their team better without depleting the farm system and, and straying from, you know, where their path a minus for me. I like the a minus. I am not sold. This is the second best team in the division. I'm not sold. 60% of your starts next year are coming from Bailey over Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer. 60%. That'd be nice. The bullpen like is not great. They have Gary Sanchez. <laughs> no, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> He's going to run the whole. He's going to run Correa. No, he's going to make. He's going to make Byron Buxton injured. No, I'm just kidding. But this this team rides on Byron Buxton staying healthy. If you have an MVP candidate at the top of your lineup every day, not only setting home run and stolen base records, but being, if not the best defensive center fielder in our game, he is the driver. I'm going under. I am not sold completely on this team. I don't think was that it, their pitching is there. I don't think that their bullpen is there. And I think a lot of these guys on offense have to all stay healthy for it all to work. I still think there's too many questions for me to say that they're the second best team in the division when I like another team in this division to finish second. So if these are where the win totals are pegged at, I would go under, not a confident under, but an under regardless. How do we feel, Jack? I still like the over. Because, like, are they a 500 team? Yeah, that's what I was looking at. I'm like, are they a 500 team? I think they're a 500 team. I think they're a 500 team. They won 73 games last year. Yeah, but they drastically underperformed. Or are they they just not that good? I mean, if you guys are really sold on the over, like, I'll go over. But, like, I'm not. You don't think Carlos Correa – alone could almost make up that and and if buxton is healthy again i know that's a huge if yeah but and Correa, another health if too right uh, the back it, it's not like it's not set in stone that he's automatically going to play 162 like he's another guy who's dealt with injury concerns i'm not saying he's like not on my radar like oh like buxton or anything but i'm saying the two best players on your team both have those somewhat designations. He played 58 out of 60 in 2020, and he played 148 out of 162 last year. I I, I think he's fine. I'm, that's not going to impact my 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 win my win total for them here. I I really think Kirilov's going to take that next step this year. Yes. Uh, he's only 24. Uh, they have Yohan Duran, who's really looked interesting as a guy that can help their bullpen. Uh, they've got some other arms that I think could en- end up coming up and helping them. And they could easily make another move. They've got a really good farm system, and I don't think they're going to sit quietly because they want to incentivize Carlos Correa to stay as well. So yeah. I don't think they're going to be complacent. I think they're going to go out and make another move. Uh, and they've got Jose Miranda knocking on the door, ready to, to contribute, who at 344 with 30 pumps last year and double and triple A. Uh, and as you've mentioned, Peter, Max Kepler is a guy that, that could bounce back and be really solid again this year. I, I think that they're going to be a 500 team at worst. I really do. A minus in the over. That's what I've got. Fine. I got, I got a minus in the over. I'm good with it. I think Detroit had an A off season. I think Detroit had an A off season as well. And I'm banging the hell out of the over the over 77 and a half. Uh, they signed Javier Baez. Eduardo Rodriguez, Andrew Chafin, and Tucker Barnhart. Maybe not an A. <laughs> a minus, I think. I, a, like they I didn't, prefer they didn't them have a... spending their money like that as opposed to just all on Correa. 
I know, but look at each individual deal. Eduardo Rodriguez, great deal. Javier Baez, like it makes their team better next year, but is that six-year $140 million deal going to be worth it in the long term? Well, you can ask the same thing about Trevor Story. You can. And what did we give the Red Sox as a grade? What did we give the Red Sox? B minus. I don't know. I think you guys are drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't, I don't want to drink any more Kool-Aid. I don't, I don't love them. I think they're heading in the right direction, but I, I think this is going to be one where we look back end of the year and say we were a year early. A year early. I, I really think you're going to have growing pains from Spencer Torkelson. He's going to be good. He's going to be really good. He's a rookie. He's a rookie with one professional season under his belt. Like let's, let's slow down a little bit here and realize that it's going to be hot and cold for him. Uh, Riley Green's hurt. Once he comes back, I think it's going to be hot and cold for him. Miguel Cabrera is a, and I love him as much as I love my own father, but the, he's a gaping hole in your lineup at this point as the DH. Uh, I, I really don't think that this is a team that's going to be able to, to flirt with 500. I think they're going to be in the low end 72 to 74 win range. This rotation, I don't believe in Matt Manning being able to help them right now. Um, he looks like a BP thrower. Uh, you already know how I feel about Casey Mize. I love Scooble, but Tyler Alexander's your five. Your ace is Eduardo Rodriguez, who I like as a signing, but not as your ace. Like we're re- We really think that this team is going to be great all of a sudden. And not to mention, Javier Baez was Jekyll and Hyde last year. He was good with the Mets. Do we know what version of Javier Baez they're going to get? You, re- you really feel that good about this team? My thinking here is 77 and a half is the line. Correct, Jack? Uh, 77 and a half. They won 77 games last year. This is an objectively better it's team. It's a way better year. team. I also, think, I also think their pitching, the Tigers pitching, is better than the Twins pitching overall when you combine the rotation and their, and their bullpen. The Twins bullpen is not good. At least the Tigers have guys like Gregory Soto and Michael Fulmer. And now Chafin. And now Chafin as well. Like Eduardo Rodriguez is could have as good of a year as Sonny Gray will next year with the Twins, and we wouldn't be that shocked. Like give Casey me, Mize, yeah, give me Erod Mize and Scooble over Gray Ryan and Ober Ober. All right, you, you want you want me to make a wild bet with you? Yeah, Jack? yeah. I bet you Bailey Ober <laughs> as a better <laughs> ERA than Casey Mize. I was gonna go with F War. But I'll go ERA. Yeah, uh, I, we can go F4. Or, or FIP. How about FIP? Let's go FIP. Let's, better Let's go FIP. FIP. I bet you by the end of this season, in, in injury barring, if they, they have to have a, a minimum of 130 innings. <sighs> Bailey Ober, which is so funny because we've been hating. That's been the most just it. baseball bet. I will bet you that Bailey Ober's FIP is worse <laughs> Is better who? than Casey who, Mize. Yeah, who is it? Casey, Casey Mize. Mize. Yeah, that's that's a bet. Bailey Ober will have a better FIP than Casey Mize. God, I hope you're eating shit at the end of the year. Who do you guys think finishes second in this division? Minnesota. Uh, I think the Tigers. See, you know, you know a big reason why I think the Tigers are going to be under? Because I think when we're about to get to them. We are not giving the Cleveland Guardians the, the attention and the love that they deserve. And I'm going to make my Guardians case because I just made my case against the Tigers. I, Tyler Alexander ain't it. I just want to wrap up here. I, the bullpen, like, yeah, outside of Soto and Fulmer, who do we like Chafin. outside of those guys? Um, Chafin. What? 
Who? Chafin. Sha- oh, Chafin. Chafin was, was a good addition. I do like that. But I hate, I don't like Mize as well-documented. Uh, Manning, I used to like as a prospect. He looks like a different guy, and Tyler Alexander isn't good. And I listed all the lineup reasons. They finish fourth. Overruled. Um, over. And what's the grade? I think we're going a little bit to a grade. I think the grade is a B, B plus. Then you I guys make decisions. plus before B. Think about the B pluses we gave out. How is yeah. this a B plus? Yeah, what I did agree. they do? We Eduardo gave the White Rodriguez Sox good a B signing. plus. What? We gave the White Sox a B plus. Yeah, I think they. I think they did better things for their team. I really do. I think the Tigers did better things for their team. Is, the is Tigers Javi Baez for six years a great deal? Like, do we know that? Am I giving them credit for that? I Javi agree. Baez is a Detroit B. Tiger. He's a Detroit Tiger because nobody else wanted to give him six years, 140. Let's be honest about that. That has to be the case. I say we go B and over. I'm already a hate that I have to go over. B. No, B it's okay. I, I've, I've hated some other picks too, where, I, where I've been against and you guys have then gone over. But Aram, just to re, like they won 77 games last year. I think they're a better team. Like just for a gambling sense, it makes more sense to well, go over than under. For a gambling sense, yes, it, except every other team I think is better in the division. I'm not buying into the Twins yet. I am just not. Okay. But we can move on to the Guardians. Uh, Guardians, 76 and a half. They re-signed Brian Shaw. They signed Luke Maley, and that's about it. But they're still really talented. Off-season C-minus over 76 and a half, though. Yeah. 76 right? and a half is just, is just disrespectful. I think the Guardians might finish above the Twins. I think there's a very real possibility the Twins finish fourth. All right. Make the Guardians case right now, Arm. Okay. I, I, I think, look, I would like to have seen them make some more moves, of course. The reason why they didn't make that many moves is that their best additions come from within a healthy Shane Bieber, big difference maker. If Zach, please I can bounce back. We'll see. Cal Quantrill was fantastic My in the second half. And I think is a guy that could really take that leap and be like a legitimate three or even better for them. Agreed. Savali is a great four if that's your Agreed. four. But the thing is he might be their five because Tristan McKenzie, I love what we saw from him down the stretch. He really showed how good he can be. And they don't need McKenzie to be Mr. Consistency. That's your four or five. If he gives you flashes of lights out and flashes of struggles, like you have Emmanuel Class A, Brian Shaw, Anthony Ghost throws 100 from the left side. Do not sleep on him. And I love some of their other prospects that are not far off from being able to help them. Then we'll see how James Karinczak bounces back from his injury. And then on the offensive side of things, Stephen Kwan has been a name that's been talked about a lot. I think Quan is going to be one of those dudes that can hit from the get-go. Miles Straw seems to have really settled in there. It looks like a legitimate center fielder for them. I think people actually sleep on how valuable Miles Straw was last year. Look at the F4, look at the stolen bases, look at the defensive ability. And I mean, Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber, like that's two of the better players you're going to have in baseball. And then they've got a lot of prospects that are knocking on the door to help them. They have insane depth pitching wise. They have insane middle infield depth. And I think the offense is only going to be better. Fran Mill Reyes is healthy. This is a good team. It really is. I'll just play somewhat a devil's advocate because I agree with Arm. I would also go over. But I think this team can be combustible in a way. Because Shane Bieber with his injury woes, if he were to go down, this is a severely different team. 
because they just can't hit for him. Andres Jimenez, Austin Hedges, and Bradley Zimmer to end their order. And you have a rookie, Stephen Kwan. Bobby Bradley is not like a no, good he, hitter. He, and then they'll be playing four, first base in July. And agreed. I, their first four is pretty good, but they're not going to hit a lick. And Shane Bieber goes down like this could be a 68 win Guardians team. See, what I think is going to end up happening is Gabriel Arias gets called up. If, if somebody else is struggling, I think he can swing it. Nolan Jones gets called up. If somebody's struggling, he might be able to swing it. Like, they just have so many different guys that they can plug and play there that I just think they're going to figure it out, and they're going to find the lineup that works. Jimenez started to swing it better down the stretch. Rosario was really good down the stretch. If any of those guys suck, they've got a bajillion other dudes that, I, that they can throw out there. I just think they've got so many different irons in the fire. And Fran Mill missed a good portion of the season last year. That's a huge offensive boost. And again, I really like Miles Straw as the table setter. That guy was a four-win player last year. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, C minus <laughs> in the over. That like they didn't do anything this offseason, so I'm going to say C minus. C minus, absolutely. Yeah, C minus, but over like ridiculous. Uh, I'm, I'm with it. I I don't think that they're like an 80-win team though. I think that's going to be close. I think they're going to be around 76, 77 games, probably 78. I would peg them at 78 wins. I'd say 79 and 83. Makes sense. Don't sleep on Richie Palacios, by the way. Yeah. Guy cranks baseballs, hit 292, 434, 416 in AAA, and uh, with a ton of speed can play every position defensively. No one knows who the hell he is, and he will probably be up, be up by like June. And Better Valera might be up this year. And Valera, they've got so many guys. You think he's a better OBP than slugging that dude had? Yes. Yes. He walks so much. (laughs) And they have Eli Morgan. Yeah, there we go. He, I hate him so much. I know, I know. That's why I said it. He ruined bets. You look at all of his pitch data, you look at his ERA, you look at everything about Eli Morgan, you're like, this guy's going to get nailed. And he throws five shutout against the White Sox. What are you doing, Eli Morgan? Tyler Freeman. Also, a guy that will translate and hit from the get-go. I don't know for how much power. I don't love him as like a top, top prospect. He'll be 250, bat to ball right away. Brian Rocchio also. So I just wanted to close out with with those guys. They've got a bunch of dudes that one of them or two of them will hit. Don't let me bet on Eli Morgan next year. If I'm like, hey, guys, like, what do you think about this game? And like, you see it's Eli Morgan, just be like, stop. Just don't bet on him. Just you don't know how to tail him. You don't know. And I don't know. So. Uh, Kansas City, we're already over an hour, so I just <laughs> want to get to the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Kansas City, 74 and a half. They re-upped Michael A. Taylor. They signed Zach Granke to front a really, really young rotation. And then they traded Mike Miner to Cincinnati for Amir Garrett for a little bit of bullpen help if Garrett can bounce back. Like, I don't love the offseason at all. Um, I think it was a C minus. 74 and a half. E, like, hmm. That's a tough one. It's a really, really tough one. So the Royals won 74 games last year. Are they better than they were last year? I don't know. I think the division is better. I think this is the fifth place team. And the fifth place team last year won 73 games. If all of these teams are going to make a jump, someone has to take a step back. I'm leaning the under on the Royals next year. And I'm also thinking C minus. What say you are? I'm with you. I think they're going to be more fun to watch. Um, they're going to be a quote unquote, better, better baseball team on paper. But I mean, look, they're still starting Carlos Santana and Hunter Dozier uh, and Michael A. Taylor in the same yeah. lineup. And I don't think Nikki Lopez is going to swing it much either. Um, 
if they had MJ Melendez up there and Nick Prado up there, I'd say, Hey, maybe we can dream on this, but it'd be a lot of rookies. And I'd still probably make an argument against them. The rotation. Yes. Their arms got older, but eh. (laughs) they get better, right? They got older, but are they better? Are they better? Also stuff guys who are going to take longer to develop anyway than just a year. Don't love them. I like the under, and I think they they kind of fumbled the offseason. I don't really think they did anything. They could have done some something to make themselves a little bit more presentable, but I get they don't want to block guys. Yeah. Also, All Salvi right. Perez, is he going to hit 48 bombs and drive in 120 next year? No. No, probably not. Might have 40. He's catching every Might day. drive in 110, but still, like he's probably going to regress a slightly because that's insane what he did last year. And his mind is he going to stay healthy? I, right. I don't know. I picked him in all my fantasy leagues, you know, at the end of the draft, because I was like, he's, I mean, I need him because in case. All right. So under and C minus. Under yeah. and C minus. All right. Let's wrap with the AL West. Houston at 91 and a half. They re-signed Justin Verlander to a one plus one. They signed Hector Neris and Nico Goodrum. They didn't do much. They brought Verlander back, which was priority one and maybe the only uh, thing on their agenda. They were rumored for story. They didn't go and get story. Jeremy Pena is going to be the starting shortstop on opening day. Uh, 91 and a half in a better division now. Feels high. Feels high, but I'm going over. Feels high, but you're going over. This is still probably the best team overall in the American League. Would you guys say so? This is probably the only reason I think we can be hesitant on that. Excuse me hesitant on that is because Lance McCullers Jr. will be out for a little while. You know, the strain flexor tendon, he's going to be out for a month or two. That's the problem there. But Framber is good. Luis Garcia is real good. Jaco DeRizzi in spots is good. Christian Javier is good. And of course, Verlander is good. And you look at the lineup, maybe the best in baseball. And then you have Presley Static, Naris, Maton, Blake Taylor. Pedro Baez there. They have no weaknesses. I love dusty Baker. This team wins more than 91 and a half games in my opinion, but I wouldn't give their off season a very good grade. I don't really know what I'd grade it though. Probably like what C plus C C you know, like we said, C status quo and they were kind of fine with the status quo, right? Like they didn't need to do that much. Um, I would have liked to have seen them do a bit more with the bullpen, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I still think they'll strike when they need to in that regard. Yeah. I, 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 I like the over, even though the division's going to be tough. I like the over because this is this is Kyle Tucker's year. We keep saying that, right? And yeah. Kyle Tucker becomes that MVP candidate. Uh, I love what Jeremy Pena is going to bring to the table. Uh, they obviously lose Carlos Correa, and that sucks. But Pena is an elite defender already, and I mean the bat's going to be a little bit better than people think, and he, he doesn't need to make up for Carlos Correa. If if I think McCullers is the big X factor, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if McCullers is is able to make 20 to 25 starts for them this year, they, they are over. And, um, and if he doesn't F, walk any, everybody on God's green earth, right? Like he walked yeah. everybody last year. And I think, I still think they're going to go get another starter. Chaz McCormick's going to get to show what he can do. He was really good last year. Jake Myers comes back. They prefer Myers. They might flip McCormick and, and go get somebody else. So I, I think this team, they're not going to sit still. They're already incredible. They'll get a little bit better. I, I like they're over. Okay. Uh, over and see. This is the A plus for me. The Angels got an A plus. Ooh. I agree. I Jack and I were talking pre-recording on them. They fucking killed it. They, they really, did literally really everything did. They needed. Shout everything. out, 
shout out fellow Armenian Perry Manassian. <laughs> shout me. out Armenians, man. 83 and a half is their projected win total. They signed Noah Syndergaard, Aaron Loop, Ryan Tapera, Michael Lorenzen, Archie Bradley, and Kurt Suzuki. They also extended Rysel Iglesias, and they traded a player to be named later for Tyler Wade. So they got speed. They got a backup catcher. Both those guys, meh. But they just pretty much built a bullpen from scratch, and they added a formidable starting pitcher on a one-year deal in Syndergaard behind Otani. So I wrote an article with my five best plays of teams who I think will exceed their regular season win total, and the Angels made that list. I will make my last Angels rant before the season, and here it is. Anaheim, if not now, when? We've been through this every single year. You now have Shohei Otani, the greatest player to ever touch dirt. You have Mike Trout the second greatest player to ever touch dirt. You have an emerging Jared Walsh at first base. You have a top six third baseman, a top three third baseman when he's right in Anthony Rendon. You have an emerging catcher in Max Stassi. Like he could have made our top 10 list. He is that type of really good catcher. Brandon Marsh, Joe Adele, unreal. Like very good young outfield prospects. And then you round that out with one of the best nine hitters in baseball, David Fletcher. And Tyler Wade adds a lot of speed. And you have a good... Um, backup catcher in Kurt Suzuki. And you also have Taylor Ward who can hit some, hit some pellets occasionally now, but the pitching has always been the worry because we know about the offense. They're going to hit. If they stay healthy, they're going to hit Shohei Otani is at the top of your rotation. Unreal. Patrick Sandoval is a great pitcher. Noah Syndergaard is 94 to 96 in spring training. Jose Suarez was great for them last year. Reed Detmers is one of the best pitching prospects in the sport. Big pitch ability guy. Like we'll go up there and we'll already give you probably solid innings. Then the bullpen. Great bullpen with Rossiel Iglesias, Ryan Tapera, Aaron Loop, Archie Bradley, and then they have Mike Mayers as well. This is, and then Joe Madden, the manager. Great manager. There are no weaknesses on this team except for, of course, the injury bug. But a lot of guys are going to have to get injured on this team for them to lose more than 83 and a half games. What did they win last year? They won 77 games. This team could win 95 games if they stay healthy. They really could. I, I like the Lorenzen addition too. I think it's a really underrated one that helps them in the pitching depth. And Taylor Ward made some swing adjustments that yes. look really good. He's had yeah. outrageous spring. Tangible adjustments that are resulting in in production are always things that are going to grab me a bit more. You know, you got to take spring training results with a grain of salt. Marsh is going to take a big jump. I, I'm with you. I, I really like this team. I really like the offseason they had. Um, if we're going to give out an A plus, I don't think this is a bad one to give out. And Again, you add a healthy Mike Trout. You add, you add one of the greatest players of all time, uh, now healthy. <laughs> the, it, the, again, I, it, Rendon healthy too. He looks really good. He cranked one last night. I think we have a new rivalry brewing in LA. And I think where there's going to be some Angels-Dodgers rivalry games that are going to be a lot of fun. I'm in on this team. I'm in. Thank a you. Plus. A plus? A plus, I'm in. A plus in the over. Come on, boys. Let's go Ryan into the angels this year, because if not now, when, if they're bad this year, I'm out forever, forever, forever. They're never, forever. Is, is this going to be another first. bleached hair bet? No, no, this is not a bleached hair bet because you can never really put all full confidence in the angels. You can never because they angel it. Yeah, they do. They do angel it. Uh, Seattle, same win total, 83 and a half. They signed the reigning AL Cy Young award winner and Robbie Ray. They also signed Billy Hamilton. 
But they bought the dip in Adam Frazier in a November trade with the Padres. Then they traded Brandon Williamson, Justin Dunn, and Jake Fraley to Cincinnati for Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. It's tough. Like, is Adam Frazier bouncing back? Does he look like he did in the front half of 2021? Is Jesse Winker going to play defense? Is Eugenio Suarez not going to strike out 85% of the time? Like, I, it, there are more questions here than I thought we would have about the Seattle Mariners. There are certainly more questions. There are certainly more questions. But with that being said, 83 and a half seems too low. It does seem too low to me. This is a better team than 83 and a half when you consider also that the A's may win eight games next year. Like right. eight, like not eight. 10. Eight, yeah. Uh, 154 <coughs> losses is yes. yeah and, and if people are wondering why you know like oh they're taking a lot of overs well the bad is going to be really bad this year like that's the thing um yeah. and, and i think a lot of teams are going to steal a lot of wins here and there um my issue is i think this could be the worst defensive outfield in baseball and it might not be close uh mitch hanniger is terrible out there terrible we we know winker's not good out there even if he's DHing. jared kelnick is not good in center at all. And if they're playing J-Rod in center, he's being stretched thin a little he's bit. He's not a center fielder. He's, he's being stretched thin out there. It, it's going to be a bad defensive outfield, but they're going to hit. I think Suarez can't be worse. Uh, Frazier can't be worse than he was in the second half. The rest of the offense is good, and it's fun. We love Matt Brash. Uh, Robbie Ray, even if he's not Cy Young form, is good. The other guys are very solid. Gilbert, I think, takes the leap. Gonzalez is a steady back-end rotation guy. Same with Flexen. And the bullpen's really good. Bullpen's really yeah. good. They really, have too much depth to win under 83 and a half games. Really good. Opinion, and they're 82 and 80. And they get Kyle Lewis back. We'll see if Ken Giles gives them anything. The, yeah. the Casey Sadler injury sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I think that they are they are too good depth-wise. They have a bunch of other prospects that they could bring up, too, as the season goes on, especially in the pitching department. Um, I, I, I like the over in this one. I, I do. Um, Off-season grade. I lean a minus a minus. Yeah. Oh, their moves were good. They added the Cy Young winner. Yeah. Yeah. They added the Cy Young winner. That trade for Jesse Winker is good for them. They gave a lot up. They did, but you got a lot of offense. Like Jesse Winker, we make fun of his defense a lot, but there's a reason he's still one of the best left fielders in the game. In my opinion, it is because he rakes off right-handed pitching. And and he doesn't need to face face a single lefty. He doesn't need to face a single lefty the whole year. Play Kyle Lewis every single one of those games. Exactly. <laughs> and that's a great platoon. Lefty. That's an amazing platoon. Um, and, and the last thing I'll say on that too is like, yeah, they gave up a lot. They didn't touch their top five prospects. Yeah. yeah. I think I it's an A minus. A minus. Okay. And minus. A minus in the A-minus. over. Fun uh, differential. Texas, 74 and a half. They spent a billion dollars. They signed Corey Seager, Marcus Semien, John Gray, Martin Perez, Cole Calhoun, Brad Miller, and Garrett Richards. They also traded for Mitch Garver and sent Trevino to New York for Albert Abreu and another piece. So the problem is when I was looking over the divisions, I gave my just a win total. What I like to do is like I give my win total and then I look at the projections to see where I'm kind of off. I gave the Texas Rangers 74 wins. So like, what do I do? Like 74 and a half, I don't have a pull on the over-under. I thought they had a great offseason. I would even give them an A-. minus. I think you could even give them an A. 
because really what they did, they spent a bunch of money they and they got nothing. a lot of really good players. They, they got nothing. a lot of great players. They had nothing, but they got a, a lot of really great players. Maybe A is a little much. Maybe A is a little much, but I don't think it's lower than a B plus. I don't have a read on the over-under. Like, I'm throwing that to you guys because I'm certainly not betting on it. Like, what do you guys think? Because I pegged them at 74 exactly. I, I'm just looking at the top three in the division right now, and we said over for Houston, over for Anaheim, over for Seattle. I think the losses have to come from somewhere. Obviously, they're going to come from Oakland, but, like, I don't know. I feel like Texas is going to go under. I'm going to tell you this now. I want you to remember when I said this. The Texas Rangers are going to go on, like, a 12-game losing streak. Um, and it's going to be because they can't pitch. Yeah. Uh, John Gray, if he goes through a little bit of like a, every pitcher goes through a couple bad starts, right? Martin Perez was arguably one of the worst starters in baseball last year. And you can't say I'm saying that because he's a Red Sox guy because he literally is not on the Red Sox anymore and he still stinks. Uh, Dane Dunning, I, I, I'm not, I'm a little I'm worried about him. I'm very worried about him. Spencer Howard is not good. And not good. Taylor Hearn, I won't even pretend I know anything about him. So I, I just left the bullpen bullpen's not great. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 27 years old. Um, the, they're going to hit, they're going to swing it a little bit, but it's not like that offense is like stacks up with anybody. Uh, I like the under on this team. Good off season though. This was a franchise that I thought was one of the most directionless in baseball suddenly has big league talent with a direction and a path to competing in the next three years. It's just not happening now. Uh, under and B plus off season though. I do like that what they did and it was good for the game. I like under a minus. Okay. With that. Garrett Richards is going to be one of their best relievers this year. Very possible. Brett Martin. John King. It sucks. There's nobody there. How are they going to win one run games? They won't. They won't. won't. They're going to lose them. They're either going to slug or get slugged. Also, Mm -hmm. As we're, as we're moving on to the A's now, I'm willing to give them an F. Yes. They fucking did F. nothing, and they no, traded no. away their entire team when they Fuck could contend, that. and now they're going to win 54 games. Okay, no. so 68 and a half is still their projection. Hammer the under. <laughs> like, that. that is – I'm not – I can't – I might take a line gambling. of credit. I might take a line of credit. Yeah, this is gambling advice, and and honestly, like, jeopardize your, your family's future. For <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, the kids might not uh, under, eat. Under 68 and a half wins. They traded away Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Chris Bassett, Sean Manaya. They will dump Frankie Montas shortly. Um, they signed Steven Vogt, and they grabbed Sheldon Noisy off of waivers from the Dodgers. This team's so bad and an F because they didn't even do well in the returns. Yeah, the There's prospect returns day, aren't even good. The returns aren't good. Think about this when you're making this bet on the under. Do your kids really have to go to college? Like, do they really <laughs> Because you can do so many things in life now with your phones and you can learn trades on the internet. Like you probably had some money set aside. Well, you can learn from us that Gary fund. Sanchez causes injuries. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. you don't really need that money. Like you're going to double it anyway when you put it on the under. It's not gambling advice, of course, but really think, do your kids need to go to college that bad? If, and like odds are odds are it's hitting and you're gonna you're gonna get free college now because yeah and now you get free college and if, if it doesn't hit like there's some crazy shit going on in this world and like the, the, I, that like sean murphy's gonna be dealt too like don't forget that i think murphy's yeah. out too so yeah. who are they gonna have left tony kemp's probably getting dealt that's a even guy that their, any team... even their fucking manager is gone like, yeah fucking... their manager's gone they got mark Kotze, though shout out mark Kotze. and 
And the last thing I'll say about them is they start Christian Pache. So under and easy. I like again, I'm I'm probably going to, to get dangerous with this under. All right, we've already taken up too much of people's times. You will hear uh, NL win totals from Aram and Peter tomorrow. Save your merch plug for tomorrow. Cool? Cool. And with that, thank you, everybody.